to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Stronger Creatives. In today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit more about my personal fitness journey. Now, in episode one, I gave a big picture overview of my story, how I went from an out of shape, overweight, and unhealthy music student and professional musician to someone who works in the fitness industry and specifically someone who works with other musicians, artists, and creative people. I talked about a lot of things in that episode. I talked about my background growing up. I talked about dealing with an eating disorder. I talked about my health scare that prompted this whole crazy journey. I talked about uh, different phases in my career and like how I've transitioned with coaching clients in different settings. But today I just want to talk about fitness. And the reason that I want to do this episode is that I think it's important to understand that when you're trying to get in shape for life, like you're not just doing this for six weeks so that you can get in shape for vacation, but you're trying to make lasting changes, it's important to understand that you'll go through a lot of different phases. Phases where you have a lot of time and effort to devote to fitness. Phases where you have a lot less because there's a bunch of other shit going on in your life that's more important. You'll have phases where you chase different goals. Sometimes those goals will be pretty general. Other times they might be really specific, like training for an event or a race or something like that. And you'll also have periods where um, you're really into fitness and you're really excited about what you're doing and periods where like the motivation is waning and you're just not feeling it. And I think that all of these things can be encompassed in a lifelong fitness journey. And I think that they probably will be for most people. So I want to normalize the fact that there's going to be ups and downs. Your goals and priorities are going to shift. Sometimes you'll be hitting the gym really hard and other times you won't. But the important thing is that you keep going over the long term. So I want to paint the picture for you of what I have personally been up to for the last 11 and a half years. 11 and a half years ago, Uh, give or take a few months, was when I first started working out really seriously. Now, as I talk about in episode one, it wasn't my first time like with exercise. I did a lot of sports as a kid and I took some weight training classes in high school because I had to. Um, But this was when I really committed to exercising consistently and I didn't begin with like an end um, in mind like, okay, at a certain point, I'm going to stop exercising. I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to make exercise work for me. So, I want to talk about like what were my goals and what were some of the different phases that I have been through over these years because what's important to me and how I train and how I think about training has changed a lot and I assume that it will continue to change in the future but I do kind of like the place that I've evolved into and I think that it might be helpful for you to just sort of hear what this looks like. So originally when I first started working out back in the summer of 2011, my goal was weight loss. As I mentioned in episode one, I went to the doctor and I had a health scare and I knew that I needed to get in better shape and lose weight. At the time, 
I was technically obese. I had obesity um, probably for several years at that point. And I knew that the number one priority for me was just to start moving more in like whatever ways I could and to fix my eating a little bit so that I could start to see some weight loss. So at this point in time, although I had a little bit of knowledge about working out from my time on swim team and high school weight training classes, I really knew very, very little about good form, about putting together a workout program, about what's important. And so I kind of just did some things that I felt like doing. And because I was so untrained and because I was new to the gym, it worked out for me and I saw pretty good results, at least for the first like four to six months. So um, a lot of this came from my nutrition, which I'm not really going to talk about here. But basically, I started moving a lot more. I went to the gym two or three days a week and I lifted weights. What I did was I had these two by four note cards and I wrote uh, spread out between the cards all of the major muscles of the body and then each time I went to the gym I would pick a different exercise to hit each muscle sometimes that was a dumbbell exercise sometimes machines I dabbled in barbells a little bit but um, I didn't definitely didn't know what I was doing in terms of like performing barbell lifts with anything that could be called good form the other days of the week, like two or three days, I would go and do group fitness classes. At the time, I was a student in college, and so I was able to go to the campus gym and take these classes for free. I didn't love most classes, so the ones that I gravitated towards were kickboxing and spinning classes. When I was younger, we used to do these Taibo VHS tapes. Anyone who grew up in the 90s will probably remember these with Billy Blanks. Um, and we had done them even when I was on swim team as part of Dryland, which is kind of hilarious. So I was sort of familiar with kickboxing. And so that's why I felt more comfortable in that class. And then spinning, it was kind of just no bullshit. Like you just showed up and sat on the bike and rode hills and did sprints and you didn't have to dance around. And so for someone who was very self-conscious and felt really out of place at the gym, that felt like a great class that I could just slip into and not really be noticed and just work hard. So that was my exercise routine for probably about six months, actually a little bit more than that. I lifted weights two or three times a week, basically doing a bunch of random shit at the gym, but making sure that I trained my whole body over the course of the week. And I did two or three group fitness classes. Now, around the end of the year, during that first year, things started to shift. At the time, my mom had been working out with a personal trainer in Omaha, Nebraska, which is where I'm from. And he was really into powerlifting and he owned a gym that catered not just to like uh, what we call general population. So normal people just trying to get in shape, which is what most of us are, but also to competitive powerlifters. And he had been sharing some articles on social media, basically about like why people should lift heavy weights, why it was great for women to try to get stronger and some basics of powerlifting. And I read these articles and I got really intrigued and I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. This looks like fun. I bet I could do this. For anyone who's not familiar, powerlifting is a really specific kind of niche strength sport where you go to a meet and you do three attempts, like one rep max attempt on three different lifts, the barbell back squat, the barbell bench press, and the barbell deadlift from the floor, either a sumo deadlift or a conventional deadlift. So a lot of powerlifting training is working on getting really good at those lifts, getting as strong as you can at those lifts. And then the rest of the workouts are basically like fill in all the weak spots and blanks so that you can continue to get stronger on those lifts. Now, at this time, even though I'd been working out for a little while, I hadn't been doing anything that I would consider like intelligent strength training. So really, I had a ton of potential for progress. 
So what I did was I started shifting my strength workouts. I was still going to those group exercise classes, but now when I lifted weights, one day was a day focused on squatting, one day on bench press, and one day on deadlift. And for the first like handful of months that I was doing this, every time I went to the gym each week, I was able to set a new personal record. So whether that was a one rep max or a three rep max, I just kept adding weight to the bar. And this was honestly so much fun. I felt like such a badass. It was really empowering and it really got me hooked on strength training. It was this initial period more so than the fact that I had already lost a substantial amount of weight doing my sort of basic introductory exercise routine that really made me fall in love with lifting. So I, at the time I was doing a lot of reading and watching videos about powerlifting and strength training in general. And I was in the gym every time, like two hours, just taking fucking forever, just trying to set PRs and doing a whole bunch of stuff and just having a blast. Now, eventually, I think I talked about this in another episode, but eventually those beginner gains slowed down. And what happened was I could no longer just set a new PR every week. And so I had to get a lot more intelligent about my training. Nevertheless, I was still really interested in powerlifting. And for some time, really through the end of college, so we're talking about a couple of years, that was the main focus of my lifting workouts. This all culminated in, I think it was April of 2014 when I competed actually in a powerlifting meet. It was a super cool experience. I had a lot of fun. I set what's still my all-time deadlift personal record. And... um, It was just really fun and it it felt great to train for something. I was really impressed with how much strength I had built compared to where I started just a few years ago being incredibly weak and out of shape. And I just felt really good about myself. Now, this period of training started to come to an end because I graduated from my undergrad in the Chicago area and I moved to San Francisco, California to be in a master's program for music. Now, I had gained at this point some weight back because when I was training for powerlifting, I was... um, doing some questionable things like quote unquote carb backloading where basically I would work out and then I would go eat a bunch of like shitty food because I you know needed to replenish my glycogen stores and I had just generally been eating a lot more food so I had gained some weight back and when I moved to California I decided that I wanted to focus on body composition again so this was kind of the third phase of my personal goals at this time I didn't have a training partner. There wasn't anyone I was working out with. Um, I didn't have a coach. I was a poor grad student, so I didn't have the ability to pay for a coach. But at this point, I really understood the importance of programming and like having something that was well thought out and designed. And also like I knew myself that if I didn't have that, when I went to the gym, I would sort of feel uninspired and waste a lot of time. So During the year that I was in San Francisco, I worked through a number of what are called DIY programs. Now, I have some of these myself that I sell on my website. Basically, a coach sits down and writes a workout program, a complete workout program that's geared towards some sort of specific outcome or goal. And then you receive the program and you just train on your own. You don't have any coaching from that person. So you do need to be a little bit motivated and have a little bit of a basic understanding of training. But for me at the time, this worked really well. And I had a lot of fun exploring some different avenues of training that I had not done before. If you recall, during that first phase of weight loss, I sort of was just making it up as I go. I knew I needed to lift weights and I knew I needed to do cardio, but I didn't really know within that what was important. Now I had more knowledge, I was training clients myself, and so I started to develop some other qualities like power training. So doing more jumping and med ball throws and even some basic Olympic lifting like cleans. I started to work more on my conditioning. So instead of taking group exercise classes, I started doing different types of interval training and things like that, like on a bike or something like that. 
And then I also started focusing more on building muscles specifically. So now my strength training wasn't just build stronger muscles so that you can be a better power lifter. It was, you know, build bigger muscles so that you can look more lean and look more athletic. During that time in San Francisco, I lost about 30 pounds again, and I felt really great. I had a lot of fun. Um, I felt healthy. I looked. I thought I looked good. I, I felt really confident. So this was a kind of a fun way to experiment with different types of training. Now, I moved back to Chicago, and I was sort of in some personal upheaval for a while. Um, you know, I had left the music world. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I still didn't feel like it was important or necessary for me to hire my own coach. I felt like I couldn't afford it. So I decided that I was just going to write my own programs for a while. And this actually did not work out very well for me. Here's what happened. I would say, okay, Caroline, you should lift three times a week. And I would do workout one and then workout two and then workout three would inevitably be on like a Friday. And when Friday came around, I just didn't want to do it. Like I wanted to start my weekend. I wanted to leave town. I wanted to relax. And so I was constantly letting myself off the hook, doing fewer workouts than I was like capable of doing just because I didn't feel like it and I didn't have anyone to answer to other than myself. The other thing that I did was I was always choosing exercises to perform that I was already good at and liked to do. So I was basically just fueling my strengths and ignoring all of my weaknesses. So training became really stale. It became kind of boring. I wasn't really into it. Um, I felt like I wasn't making good progress and I just felt it all felt really uninspired. Around this time, I was reading a, a book to help me with my uh, own business. And one of the things in that book really struck with me. And it was, you know, if you're selling something, a service or whatever, like you should buy that yourself. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like this makes perfect sense to me. I 100 percent believe that training is a really important service. Like, why don't I have my own trainer? And from that point on, I pretty much have always had a coach that I've hired to write my programs. So this would have been back in like... 2016, I'm guessing. So maybe 2017 at the latest. So it's been a number of years now since then that I have always hired a coach or a trainer to help me. And what I've done as I've made those decisions is I've thought about like, what are my current goals? What am I missing? What do I need to learn? And how can I find someone who really understands how to do that well? And that's really what I've done. So the first coach that I hired, which takes me into my next phase of a different fitness goal was a guy named Brian Cron, who's super awesome. I highly recommend you follow him, especially if you're interested in building muscle. That became my main focus for several years was getting leaner and really committing to building muscle. Working out with Brian was great because even though I was doing familiar exercises, the way he put workouts together was totally different than the sort of powerlifting and even the DIY program uh, focus that I had done before. Now the focus was on hypertrophy training. Hypertrophy is just a fancy word for building muscle. So I was doing different workouts. I was feeling sore. I was having fun, like trying new stuff. It was engaging and I saw really good results. And so that was an important lesson to me that sometimes you don't even need to do things completely differently. Like I might've been squatting and rowing before I was working with Brian, but doing squats and rows with the weights that he suggested in the order that he suggested totally changed my experience of training. Sometimes all we need to stay engaged is just to get a new goal and change the way we've been training a little bit. We're going to feel more energized. We're going to feel more committed and training is going to become a lot more fun. So after I worked with Brian for a while, um, I started doing a little bit more growth in my own 
training. Like how was I working with my clients? What was important to my clients? And I joined a group called Strength Faction, which is kind of part mastermind, part mentorship. And in the group, we talked a lot about writing programs. Like how do you put together a workout program that's going to get someone results? And in order to really understand the system that the coaches were teaching, they provided a workout program for us trainers to do. And so I started doing their workouts. And this, again, began another phase for me that lasted several years. I really like the Strength Faction workouts. And actually, if you've ever worked with me, the programming that I write for my clients is so influenced by them, probably more than any other coach or mentor I've had. Why? I love the focus on kind of a holistic approach to fitness. So we want to get stronger. We want to build a little bit of muscle potentially. We definitely want to improve our endurance and have more energy and improve our cardio fitness. And we also want to be able to move well so that we don't have aches and pains or feel like shit as we're going through our daily lives. And the Strength Facts and Coaches found a way to combine those four elements into programs. Programs that were fun, that were engaging, and that kept me on my toes, again, in another way that I hadn't experienced before, even though I was still doing kind of the same exercises, right? This is one of the secrets to staying engaged with training long term. The exercises and like the basic stuff is probably not going to change that much. But the methods that you use, the way that you load those exercises, so like what equipment are you using, how many sets and reps are you doing, you know, what are they paired with, all of that stuff can totally transform your experience of training. It can become totally fresh. It can be more fun and you can get really different results depending on the intention and the organization of your training. So I really, really love the strength action programs and I found that I was forced to confront some of my weaknesses. So power training is not a great uh, strength of mine. I am great at like um, longer sort of endurance types of stuff, but but things that require me to be fast and explosive, I'm not great at. So working to develop that important quality has been really helpful. Um, working a lot on my mobility, so making sure that my hips are moving well, my shoulders are moving well, that I have a lot of different movement options. All of that was stuff that I hadn't done as much before, and I appreciated that. So for years, I sort of took that focus and approach. And honestly, that's still kind of how I train today, which I'll, I'll come back to in a second. The next phase of my training was earlier this year, actually, I, okay, so let me back up a little. In 2020, during the pandemic, when I was stuck at home, I started learning a lot about training with ultimate sandbags. I wanted some equipment that I could use at home that was heavy enough to challenge me, but didn't take up a ton of space and wasn't like metal and would bang up my floors. So I became sandbag certified and I really fell in love with using that tool because it's so versatile and there's so many options with just a single bag or a handful of bags. But I knew that my knowledge was somewhat limited. So I was really good at applying the sandbags to foundational movements that I already knew how to coach really well or perform well like squats and deadlifts. But sandbag training also has a lot of really cool like next level options where you combine different movements and move in different planes of motion and add rotational training and that stuff I knew I wasn't as familiar with. So in order to be able to coach that better for my clients and to deepen my own understanding and just to try something different, I hired a coach who owns a gym in Wisconsin and they do primarily sandbag training. So Corey Kripe is this guy's name. I had a really fun time working with Corey. Like he challenged me in ways that I never would have come up with on my own and that I had never been challenged before by other coaches. So again, even though I had been training at this point for like, you know, nearly 
um, 11 and a half years, I guess that was this year. So, you know, more than 10 years, I was still finding new ways to try different stuff in strength training, to learn from people that were a lot more intelligent and experienced than me and have fun with training in a way that I hadn't before. And I trained with Corey for about six months and I felt like it was such a great investment. I learned so much and I was exposed to a lot of different stuff. At that point, I transitioned to what I've been doing right now, um, working with one of the strength action coaches. His name is Todd Bumgarner, and he owns a company called Human Predator Pack Mule. Uh, Todd is a big backcountry hunter, so hunting out west and in Alaska where you do a lot of hiking, and uh, it's a very active um, endurance-based activity. And I'm going to be taking a long backpacking trip later this year, so I knew that Todd had the expertise to prepare me physically for that trip. So I shifted gears yet again, and now I'm having the experience, kind of like I did way back in 2014, of training for a specific event. What I mean is when I trained for my powerlifting meet, I had to kind of have a really specific type of training that was geared toward getting me ready for that day. So now I am training to get me ready for the trip. Even though it's not one single day, I've been spending many months building the physical capabilities that I will need in order to feel good and excel physically and not be beat up on my trip. Now, Todd's approach to training is, again, pretty holistic. So we're doing strength stuff. We're also doing a lot of endurance and cardio work, uh, doing a lot of mobility work. So very similar to strength faction, but geared a little more specifically toward preparing me to do a lot of hiking with a heavy bag and climbing mountains and things like that. Again, most of the exercises that I'm doing, I've done for years now. But the fact that I'm training for a specific goal, that I have a different focus, a different organization to my training, makes it seem really fresh. It keeps me interested. It keeps me engaged and excited about what I'm doing. So that's kind of a big picture summary of what I've been doing. So you can see I began just focusing on weight loss, which is honestly where a lot of people come into fitness. Then I got hooked on getting really strong as strong as I possibly could. And I even took that to the competitive stage at a powerlifting meet. After that, I sort of dabbled a little, you know, I wanted to get leaner again. Um, I was traveling and moving a lot and I had a lot on my plate. And then when I finally decided to really recommit to training again, I hired a coach. I hired a really great coach who helped me. Uh, We shifted gears and I started really focusing on building muscle. Then later I hired a different coach took a little bit more well-rounded approach to my training, um, hired yet another coach to learn a really specific skill, and then hired another coach to help me prepare for a specific event. So this is just one example of the kind of fun, epic journey that you can have in, you know, in your own life. Like I expect to have many other coaches, to have many other goals and phases of my fitness career, you know, as long as I'm blessed to stay healthy and live for decades to come. I don't expect to be doing the same exact thing over and over, but I know that like it doesn't take a ton of different variety. It just takes a little bit of different organization and different focus in order to keep me engaged. I really learned the value of working with a coach, especially a coach that, first of all, you get along with. Every coach that I've worked with, I've connected with on a personal level and really enjoyed working with. And also a coach that's really good at working with a specific type of person or helping you achieve a specific goal. That is really helpful to stay focused and to make sure you're doing the things that you need to be doing and not wasting time on other stuff. I've learned that it's totally fine to not be, you know, to have a lot of interest in fitness. Like I've pursued a lot of different paths and I probably will continue to pursue different paths. 
And I'm not necessarily trying to be the best at any one thing. I'm just trying to be a great, strong and fit version of myself and someone who's able to take on different types of challenges. So I hope that this is maybe eye-opening, encouraging, interesting, whatever for you. I encourage you to think about, you know, what is going to get you excited to work out right now? What type of training? What type of goal? I encourage you to embrace that you'll have different seasons in your fitness journey and in your life. And if you're looking for help to figure out what the fuck you should do to make the most of your time or achieve a specific goal, or even just to get some advice from someone who really understands you and what you value, I suggest hiring a coach. I probably will never go without a coach again for an extended period of time because I've learned that I just don't get great results from the gym. I'm not that excited and I'm not that interested. Having a coach for me really makes a ton of difference. So if you are listening to this and you're nodding and you're like, yeah, you know, I maybe could use some help. I would love to hear from you. I'm a coach myself, as you know, and I especially like to work with people who are identify as creative people. So whether or not you are working professionally in the arts, you know, maybe you are an accountant or a lawyer, but you love music or you have artistic hobbies or you just feel called to hanging out with creative, artistic and potentially nerdy people. You know, I'm I'm the coach for you because that is how I identify. That's what's important to me. And I use my own life experience and the experience of working with hundreds of other creative people to create workout plans and nutrition plans that actually make sense within the context of a busy creative life. So I do have a few openings for one-on-one online clients, as well as in-person clients if you happen to live in the Chicago area. If you want to learn more, you can visit my website, which is carolinejusterfitness.com, and select either online training or in-person training. And um, if you ever have any questions about the process or if you have suggestions for future episodes that you'd love to hear me riff on, I always love to hear from you on Instagram. My DMs are always open and I respond to all of them. My handle is at Caroline Juster. So feel free to reach out to me there or through my website. As always, thank you so much for listening and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong. Oh, 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 oh,